Please join me in a spirit of prayer. Gracious God, giver of every good gift, how can we even begin to thank you on this Easter morning for the gift of new life, for the gift of risen life in the eternal life of your Son, Jesus Christ. We give you thanks because you have defeated death, you have defeated the grave, you have defeated all that we fear, and given us entree into eternal life with you and your Son forevermore. In his name we pray. Amen. Good morning and happy Easter. I just want to address you very directly on this Easter morning because I believe our Easter gospel needs to be shared today. Our Easter gospel is the message that we need for ourselves, and it's the message we need to share with those we love and share with the world. I want to begin with a simple story that illustrates the great gift we've received on Easter. It's a story of a man that I will call Jim. I have been ministering to Jim in the last few weeks as he is in a nursing home. I can't see him or go to him, but he can email and text. Across those weeks early in the pandemic, he and I were in communication. He knew he was dying. His first email to me was, well, Jared, it looks like this is the end. Back and forth we went, and on one memorable email he said to me, Jared, I know I don't have much time left, but I am not afraid, and I am not sad. I am trusting in the promises. That's what he wrote. He said, Jared, I am trusting in the promises. And what he meant was the promise of new life, eternal life in Christ. He said to me that he was okay with dying because he had been promised everlasting life through his relationship with Jesus Christ. And this gave him comfort and it gave him a great sense of inner peace that served him well in those last weeks as he slipped away. Now this man, Jim, he'd lived an up and down life and more down than up recently. And what was refreshing about him is that he was always honest about his flaws, about his failures, about all that had gone wrong for him. Something about his relationship with God, how much he felt loved by God, helped him practice a radical honesty and humility. And he would tell me how he'd failed in relationships, how he had hurt people. 
how he had gone wrong. And yet, he was still trusting in the promises. Because Jim knew that this gift of everlasting life, this gift and final promise of life eternal with God, was not something he earned. It's something he knew as a gift. He felt no entitlement to it. That's why he said trusting in the promises. It was a gift he knew through gratitude. He knew that he'd been included in a gift well beyond his expectations. The gift that Jesus had given by defeating all sin and death by dying on the cross and rising to new life on Easter day. I felt my faith growing by talking to Jim and indeed his son, his son emailed me and said, Father Jarrett, my dad has died. And I am sad, but also I must say, I was never so inspired by him as I was in his last days. He approached his death with serenity and grace, with acceptance and hope, trusting in the promises. In his last weeks, Jim shared the good news we share this morning with the nursing home staff, with his son and his family, and it overcame despair and it overcame division, and it overcame all the deposits of hurt in life to create a moment of healing and hope, a hope that pulls us out of our hurting, suffering places and into the meaning of new life, eternal with God, coming from God as a gift and a promise for us to share with grateful hearts. I give thanks for Jim. He grew my faith by how he faced his end. And I hand him over to God with a hearty Alleluia, 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 which is what Christians say at the graveside. We are blessed, my friends by the gospel of new life that comes to us as a gift. Because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God, we know that nothing can take the meaning out of life in any ultimate sense. Even when suffering does its worst and causes us to doubt the meaningfulness of life, causes us to doubt our purpose and our place in this world. This breath of love, this breath of life, this eternal relationship we have with God comes to us and restores our meaning, restores our purpose, restores our future. My friends, you have heard me say before, that there is no place we can go that Jesus has not already been. 
There is no place that we can go that Jesus has not already been. And that includes death. That includes despair. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That includes the terrible anxiety of the unknown. Jesus did not know what would happen after the cross. Jesus is with us, accompanying us in every moment of our suffering, every moment of our doubt, every moment of our despair, every moment where we do not know what is coming, whether it be good or ill. He is with us, and we are in him. And this, my friends, is our good news. By no merit of our own, by no achievement of our own, by no work of our own, we have been included by grace in the eternal life shared between Christ and the God he called Father. That loving, everlasting bond that is unbreakable for all time is ours to enjoy. My friends, let us rejoice and be grateful for what has been given to us. And let it, let it animate us. Animate us to acts of witness to the promises. Witness to the life that is ours in all of our relations, even as we struggle, even as we suffer, even as we are anxious and fearful. Let the gospel be our comfort. Let it be our hope. And let it be our energy for the facing of this hour. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.